Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. We, yeah. we, we know what we see. We, we can all be distracted. And, yeah. you know, social media and the constant, you know, dopamine hits that we now get, notifications on our phone. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all working against us. Yeah. Even, even the most disciplined and focused, it's hard to fight our chemicals. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is another beautiful day here in North Carolina, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Jeremy Clevenger Fitness and the Sasquatch Flag Company. Both of these sponsors help me bring these shows to you each and every week, so I encourage you to click on their links below and check them out. I have another great show lined up for you today, but before we get started, I just want to remind you to check out the leadership books I've written on either Amazon or my website, johnsrennie.com. This year, I'm offering a new way to purchase all of my books for a discount. I bundled the books into what I call the Qualified Watchstander series, and you get all three books for 15% off the individual prices. This offer is only available on my website, so check it out if you're looking to step up your leadership game this year. Also, I wanted to remind you that Deep Leadership is ranked as a top 100 management podcast in the U.S., and I wanted to thank each and every one of you for listening in each week and sharing these episodes with your friends. You have helped this podcast grow into a top-performing show, so thank you very much. Well, that is it. Today, we're going to be talking about the problem of chasing squirrels. My guest is Ted Bradshaw. Ted is the author of Stop Chasing Squirrels, Six Essentials to Find Your Purpose, Focus, and Flow. And in this episode, we discuss how you can stop being distracted as a leader and focus on your true purpose. This is an important message that every leader needs to hear. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ted Bradshaw. Ted served as an executive with Xerox and IBM, then left the Fortune 500 world to explore the thrills of an entrepreneurship. What he found was a long string of success that looked great on the surface, but underneath it all, he felt anxious, exhausted, and stressed, chasing money wherever it led, and wondering why he never felt fulfilled. Along his journey, Ted gained valuable insight into how a person can achieve fulfillment in all aspects of life. He shares those insights in his best-selling book, Stop Chasing Squirrels, Six Essentials to Find Your Purpose, 
focus, and flow. And I am excited to have him on the show to help us learn how to stop chasing those squirrels. So, Ted, welcome to the show. John, thank you very much. I am stoked to be here. Thanks for having <laughs> me. Uh, I'm glad to have you. And, and the title of your book just makes me smile because as an entrepreneur, I chased a lot of squirrels. So I'm hoping that I learn and our listeners learn how we can avoid this. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. All right. Well, I definitely uh, walked the, the walk. So we'll see if I can uh, share <laughs> some of my experiences and help your listeners. Absolutely. So, so tell us about, you know, you, you, like you, or like you, I was, uh, I worked at big companies for 22 years before I started my business. I was like, you did the same thing, worked at big companies and you started your business. Tell us a little bit about your entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey and how that led you to write this book, Stop Chasing Squirrels. Yeah, well, I, um, just like you said, I started with a couple of big corporations. So Xerox and IBM out of school, great for the training, great for kind of giving me the idea of what it, what does business look like? Didn't like the bureaucracy. So right away, that should have been a clue, you know, that it's like, oh, really? We have to do it the same way, the same time, every time. And is tomorrow going to look the same as today? So I had an itch pretty early on. And I started my first business uh, about five years after I was with those companies. And um, I, kn I knew when I started my first one because it was connected to Xerox. So it was, uh, we, became, we were a Xerox agency. And so I, I thought, we thought, my partners and I, that there was maybe a 10-year runway that we had for using paper. You know, this is back. This is back. And paper's still around today. So it wasn't quite that. Uh, crystal ball-y, but um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about how even from the first business I started, it was like, I want the next one before I even had the first one even started. And sure enough, uh, my mission was to diversify us. And so that's what I did. Started a software company and we got, we got lucky. Our timing was good. Our product was good. We were the first to connect homes to classrooms for K-12 schools over the internet. And we had tremendous growth. And so I figured, oh, this, I mean, it wasn't easy, but it seemed like there wasn't a lot of challenges. And we got lucky with our timing on selling it. We sold it in 2007. That's when the problem started, though, because you figure, okay, I was successful here. I can be successful there. And fast forward from those first two startups, John, there were six after that in crazy industries. I, I even dabbled in nuclear medicine and I was not <laughs> a good science student. So I had no, no business being there. But the, what, what, what really moved me to, to write this book is, is I knew I had to go through those experiences. Uh, I look at it now and I like to joke. I said, you know, there's, there's, there's two types. We, we classify, you know, repeat offenders as serial something, right? And there's a really bad one, the serial fill in the blank. Yeah. And then there's also the serial entrepreneur. And so it's not really a badge of honor. It's a, what the heck was I looking for? Like, yeah. why? Why? So I, I, I found my purpose and I sort of you know, I, I, I like to say I just woke up and saw it, found it one day, but this was the journey that led me there, which we'll, I hope we talk about today. And that just happened to be coaching others, mm -hmm. coaching other leaders, high achievers, those that are growth oriented. And for the first time I saw I wasn't alone. There were many, many others that felt the same way I did. 
And I was looking at these successful entrepreneurs going, well, what more would you want? Why are you still unfulfilled? And I thought, holy smokes, if, if I've experienced this and, and almost 100% of the people I'm engaged with have experienced it, others must be. And so that's where I decided that everybody can find this purpose thing. It can be done. And so I figured I'm just going to get my thoughts out there and hopefully help someone else maybe struggle with this. I think it's great. I think it's great. So who's the book uh, primarily for and who do you think is going to benefit by reading it? Well, this is shifting. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. As as the as the business owners and the entrepreneurs and your in uh, your listeners will appreciate it, the the tighter we can make our target market, the better, right? If we can speak yeah. to an audience. So I originally wrote it for these visionary entrepreneurs. So these twenty ideas a week type of people that yeah. just constantly have new ideas. So it was written for that person. Mm. Since the book's been released, though. I've been getting approached by, well, leadership team members that, that are maybe on a career trajectory up and maybe they want to own their business, their own business one day, or maybe they just want to grow within the business they're in. And I had this amazing conversation the other day with someone who told me his 20-year-old daughter has been seeing a therapist. Mm. And wow, they can't talk about what they say in the sessions, right? It's, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's privileged. And, and he really wants to know because he wants to help her. And so we just started to talk about grounding, mental health, being, being okay with who you are. And so, John, I, I'm still working on who the, the ideal target for this is, but that's who I started writing it for. And now I've just, it's, I just see it as someone that really feels like they want to achieve something in their life, either they're they're a, they're a high achiever now, want to be one, or are on their track to be one, uh, but they've suffered from not feeling fulfilled or satisfied despite their successes. So that's yeah, that's who I'm hoping to reach. Interesting. Yeah, there's a big group yeah, of people. It is. <laughs> it is. I'm not to narrow it down one day, but <laughs> it's a big target market for sure. It sure is. So, so where does the term chasing squirrels come from? And what are these squirrels that people are chasing? So there's, uh, I, there's two places that, that I, I saw this in action. And the first one was watching my seven-year-old. And we were playing uh, soccer in the backyard. And we had this, you know, intense, at least I had this intense game going on with my seven-year-old. And so we're engaged in this. And literally, uh, a squirrel... Uh, when bounding out from under a tree and it stopped my son, Spencer, dead in his tracks, <laughs> literally like, and he's a competitive kid. So for him to abandon the net, right. And, and risk getting scored on and literally all his attention went to that squirrel mm -hmm. and it, it was, it was instant. And it was, a, that's the definition of chasing squirrels. Another one will pop out. Same thing would happen, right? Mm -hmm. So there'd be all these squirrels jumping around, distracting them. Fast forward. So that, that was probably about 10 years, what was it now? 15 years ago now. About five years ago, I was sitting in a uh, session. I, I, I coach leadership teams and entrepreneurs, and there's a visionary. And I, I learned that day to not sit visionaries where they're facing a window to the outside of any type. Yes. And because... I, we'd be engaged in these conversations. It's his business. We'd be engaged in these conversations and I could just see him starting to drift off 
And there'll be things going, like just cars driving by, birds flying by, completely distracted, you know, like frequently. And I said, that's it. I've seen this before. What, where have I seen this before? Ah, Spencer chasing squirrels. Yeah. So that's where it came from. You know, we, we, we got to stop chasing all these squirrels. <laughs> it's funny because we actually had a, an, an employee one time um, that we work with uh, that uh, we actually, his nickname was Squirrel. Because he had, he was distracted easily. That's yeah, so funny that his his nickname was Squirrel. He knew it. Like everyone, he had a little um little brass squirrel sitting on his desk. I mean, it was like a everyone called him Squirrel. You know, yeah, yeah, distracted easily. You know, yeah, we know him when we see them, right? Like, yeah, was, yeah, we, yeah. We, we know him when we see him, and we we can all be distracted. And yeah, you know, social media and the constant you know dopamine hits that we now get, notifications on our phone. Oh yeah, I mean, it's all working against us. Yeah. Even even the most disciplined and focused, it's hard to fight our chemical, right? It's hard to fight our biology. And when, yeah. when you get that little zap of dopamine, when you check, ooh, what's the latest thing going on at Facebook? Yeah, yeah. Really nothing new, but it's new to you. And so, it, it, it you know, and advertisers and marketers, they count on that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. And and that's the next question is, you know, I was going to say is, why do you think people in our society today are chasing squirrels and living without a purpose? And I think you, you've answered part of it, but where we are distracted and we, there's a lots of things that we can, we can put our attention to. And so we, we don't work. And I'm assuming what you're going to say is that we don't work on the things that are really important and we don't focus on a purpose because we can get distracted every day. Yeah. So, I mean, we could probably have a three hour discussion on this, John. Yeah. It, this is there. There are depths to this, and it 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 crosses the. There's a couple of things I think going on right now. Uh, certainly in you know more of the Western Western worlds or advanced advanced countries where where once your food is taken care of and once your you know your safety is taken care of, uh, you you and your you know money has been relatively easy to come by for most, you know, the unemployment, all of the things that we've seen probably in the last 20 years in the Western world has been growth, 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 more, more, more. And so what happens when no longer are we worried about where the next meal is coming from, or am I going to be, you know, warm tonight when I'm sleeping? We start to look for things that are going to entertain us. Mm. We start to look for, all right, well, I, I, now what do I do? And so, of course, um, with the connections that now you know, the internet has made, we, we can get instant information about anything we want immediately. And we can see things that are going on on the other side of the world that before there could be wars going on, there could be travesties going on. We weren't connected to it, right? Mm -hmm. So we just sort of saw what was going on in our environment around us. And if we happen to have a decently safe and happy environment, that was our outlook on life. That was our worldview. Well, what's happened now that we have access to all of the potential injustices, mm -hmm. it can overwhelm us. And, you know, we know what the news cycle is all about, keeping our attention, feeding us this stuff. We have to be, you know... Something really bad if it, you know, it, they can't even keep talking about it for five days because by then we're moving on to the next thing. Yeah. So it's created this um, perpetual, I'm, I, there must be more, 
this isn't good enough. There's something wrong and broken with the world. You know, there's something wrong and broken with me. And so, so, and then we can compare ourselves to other people along the way. And I think this just the overload of information has been a huge cause of what we now can really, the feed, right? We can scroll forever. And it's it it in different opinions. You know, you can you can you can be doing some research on one one area and and literally um with the click of a of a mouse get a 180 polar view on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And a lot of the vo those voices aren't qualified in their opinions. And we don't know the difference between an opinion or uh something that might be based in fact. And so I think this is what's really started to lead us to to not just that visionary entrepreneur that just has a bunch of ideas, but the overwhelm for quite frankly, a lot of us when we're trying to decide, well, what's the right decision that I should be making right now? Yeah. 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 We just, I was at, at dinner with some friends Tuesday night and we were just having this exact conversation. It's like the world has evolved to the point where we have access to so much information and yet our brains haven't evolved to be able yeah. to handle it, right? So, so yeah. we we are built for being in a small community, right? And and having a few, uh, you know, family and friends around us, and 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 be able to process that. We can't process everything that's happening in the world in real time. I, I don't think our brains can handle it. We can't. We can't. And here's the here's the 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 um, the irony. If you really look at some important stats, like let's say child mortality in developing countries. It's never been better. It's mm. never been better. And by a lot of measures, the world is better. You know, we're, we're in a safer world, generally yeah. speaking. More people are out of poverty. So there's a lot to celebrate. That's not what we hear about, though. No, no, not, not at all. Yeah. That's not what we hear about. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating stuff. And I'm really, you know, and, and as, a, as a business person, I definitely feel that we can get distracted. And that's not good if we're trying to build a business or we're trying to accomplish big things. If we're constantly chasing, you know, squirrels, we're not going to ever get the big things done. And I think that's that's the challenge. And 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 so I was going to ask you, how do we begin now to to realize that that it's happening within us? And how do we begin to stop chasing squirrels and get some focus in our lives? Well, I love what you said about the conversation you were having the other night and, and how we're really designed to be um, community-oriented with a relatively small group, yeah. you yeah. know, to where, where we can actually connect. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the, the benefit, the benefit of being connected globally is that we can now find our people. They don't have to be in our neighborhood. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. So this is not defined by geography at all. And this is where the opportunity lies for those of us that have, have chased squirrels, have big ambitions. Well, no longer are we bound by our geography or no longer are we necessarily bound by our education or bound by our experiences up until this point. We're able to sit back and take a look at where can we apply our best selves mm. And so what I write about in the book is uh, we can have a... a an exponential impact by going very, very deep and very narrow. So, and that narrow, that deepness is really around purpose as, as we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. And, and I, pose, I, I, I pose a question. High achievers 
are often described as driven people. And if I asked you, John, would you would you describe yourself as someone who's driven? Yes. Yes. <laughs> all, everyone I talk to says that. <laughs> you're, yes. you're obsessed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people on this show. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I also am one of those. And as, as I write about in the book, that drivenness drove me to panic attacks mm. is what happened. And 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 uh, the stress bucket is also something you were asked about. Right? Yeah, yeah. And you have a military background, and so you know this better than I do. But I'm I'm thinking there's a difference between um, soldiers that can handle a certain level of pressure, and then soldiers that can handle another level of pressure, and then maybe the elite and the best of the best are the ones that find their way into situations where it's like, holy smokes, they need to have a huge capacity for stress. Is that fair? Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so we're born with, with the capacity for stress and some of us, um, that find their way into those elite groups that, that can put those, those talents and God given talents to, to work have larger stress buckets, but nonetheless, they still have to find ways of empty it. Mm. For us mere mortals, we have to as well. Yeah. Right. And this is where exercise comes in. This is where eating well comes in. All the things that when life fills our stress buckets up, we're doing things to empty them. Because if it gets too full and we're not emptying them, that's when the smallest thing can trigger us. Mm -hmm. And so what I've defined is some of those things that fill our, our, stress, our stress buckets up are negative drivers that we have been influenced by that are affecting our decisions and maybe have been affecting the course of our lives in some extreme cases. And so I've identified six of these drivers. So guilt can be a driver, things we did or didn't do, and we don't let go of that. Anger, resentment, make some decisions on things like that. Materialism, right? very self-explanatory. Constant need for approval, people-pleasing. Many of these achievers and visionaries are people-pleasers. There's a jealousy or an envy factor here. And there's a fear factor to this. Things that have happened in our lives or we've seen happen that hold us back. And so if we really inspect those drivers and take a look at what negative aspects they may have, they may have led to in our life, we can choose now to create some awareness around, well, what, what if I wasn't, what if I chose a different, a different way of being? And so I choose guided John. And so I, I choose to be guided rather than driven. When we're guided, we make a choice of who we're following. We make a choice not to be driven, but we take control ourselves. Mm, yeah. And the transformation that can occur, it's as simple as taking the opposite of one of those drivers and seeing what it looks like. And so, for example, the opposite of fear, one of the opposites is abundance. Yeah. And if we think about that in terms of replacing fear with abundance, and now start to use that to give us the momentum to move forward, it gives us a healthier mindset. And so that's the first step in to identify purpose is understand those drivers, many of them from your past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That leads us to today. So all of those things that make you who you are today, and I call this the temperature check. So take an inventory of your talents, your experiences, what motivates you, your personality, and your strengths. Those together, if we're really, if we're really uh, honest with ourselves and we take a look at what those are, we may not be in the, in the right seat 
in our organization or in our life to take full advantage of those things. Yeah. And so that's the second part of purpose is get really clear on those, 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 that taking that temperature check. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today. This episode is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger Fitness. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area that they're lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. But how do you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best person for the job. Don't struggle on your own. Put Jeremy Clevenger on your team. Jeremy will work with you to take your physique, mindset, nutrition, habits and more to the next level with his step-by-step all-inclusive coaching program. Now I've worked with Jeremy for the past year and I'm in the best shape of my life. If you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at apexperformancesystems.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. This episode is brought to you by the Sasquatch Flag Company. The Sasquatch Flag Company is a family-owned business in New England that builds hand-carved American flags from seasoned white pine. Each flag is hand-built, and each star on the flag is hand-hammered and chiseled. No two flags are alike. They offer a variety of flag designs to honor the police, military, firefighters, dispatchers, and search and rescue personnel, to name a few. These stunning handmade flags look great in an office, a studio, the back porch, or above the fireplace mantle. They make the perfect gift for the veteran, first responder, or patriot in your life. Now, I love these flags, and I've been giving them as gifts for years, and I was a customer long before they became a sponsor of the show. I can't recommend them enough, so if you're looking for that perfect, uniquely American a gift to give away, or if you want to treat yourself, go to sasquatchflags.com and get your order in today. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on ElectroCast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. ElectroCast. The go forward piece. This is where we all should be optimistic because we can, regardless of what's happened up until this point, good, bad, or otherwise, we can set the intention for the future. And so I call this the getting really clear on what it is you should be doing and why you're doing it. And I, and I use a tool called the Why Clarifier. It's just simply getting really clear on what your core values are, your personal values. What are your priorities truly? If you say you're about family or you're working 80 hours a week and really question that. Yeah. What is your legacy going to be? Your eulogy, what's being said? Think that through, right? What When it's all said and done, probably isn't about the nice house or the car. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> what message are you confident enough 
to be able to stand at the highest mountaintop and scream out because you know it's the right message and you feel it. And then, of course, like you and I talked about, I'm still working on my community, but uh, who's your community? Who are you going to serve? Yeah. And so those are the those are the some of the questions in the why clarifier. So what I try to uh, explain in the book is is take an inventory of those things, stuff all that in your backpack, start the journey. You're going to overpack. Just know that going in. But as you move towards that purpose, you'll start to see what you don't need anymore. What you can start stripping out of the backpack, and you and rather than purpose becoming wider and wider and wider and larger it actually becomes more concentrated. And the more concentrated it becomes, the simpler it is for you to know when you're inside of it or working towards it, and the bigger impact you're going to have. You have an exponential impact when you can have that concentrated effect. And so that's uh, those are some of the tools that uh, I teach on how to get really clear on just exactly why are you here and, and where you want to go. I really like that. And I think, you know, if I look at my life, you know, one of the things I've been able to do is is find is find my purpose. And when I have, and that's what I was going to ask you, when people do find their purpose and when they do spend the time and do the exercise and they narrow down where, you know, what it is they've been placed on this earth to do and they find that purpose, what's it like for them? What's What's the transformation mentally and physically to the person that finds their purpose and, and is working to achieve that purpose on a daily basis? That's a great question. And there's a handful of things that come to mind, but let me just pick three. And the first one that jumped into my mind is the ability to be 100% present in the moment. Yeah. When you're in your purpose, and just like we're talking right now, and I can tell even with you right now, there's nothing else. It, yeah. there's, you're not, you're not, you shared with me the nice grill you had earlier today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm not getting the sense you're, you're thinking, I wish I was at the grill right now. <laughs> no. Right? Or thinking about what's going to happen in 15 minutes. Yeah. We can be 100% present. When we're present, we notice things. When we're present, those that are around us know that we that our focus is on them. And it also does something magical to our mental health. Being in the present moment makes it impossible for us to be thinking about the past. When we think or dwell on the past, that leads to depression. That's where depression comes from. It also makes it impossible for us to be worried about what's coming next. Yeah, because yeah. that leads to anxiety. So that's one, probably the biggest benefit of purpose. Present moment, it allows you to strip depression and anxiety away. This probably the, the second thing that comes to mind for me, John, is it's where you will have the highest impact on those around you you will start to see that people appreciate the actions you take, the words that you speak. It resonates with them. They will literally say, wow, thank you. That really helped me. Whatever it is you do. So you really get this sense that you're helping others and you'll feel good because of that. And you know, you're in the right place. Yeah. And then, the, and then the third benefit, I would say that it just really allows us to make choices in our life that 
give us the best chance for moving forward. And not because we can guarantee the best choice every time, but when we make our choices, our decisions, big or small, with our purpose in mind, no matter what the outcome of that decision is, we're going to feel aligned with it. Mm. Very hard to feel a, a regret or I shouldn't have done that. You changes the lens from shouldn't have regret to, hmm, what can I learn from that? How will I do it differently next time? But you continue to move forward. So those are probably the the three most, uh, and it's and that's super powerful. If you've got that in going on in your life, and you, you're, you're going to feel a lot better about uh, going to bed at night, that you feel like you're on mission. And even like you said, even if you make a mistake, it's more like okay, what can I learn from it? Versus like a regret that you're doing something that is not aligned with your purpose, and you wasted a day or you wasted a, a month uh, chasing chasing a squirrel, right? And yeah. versus doing what your mission is. Yes. Uh, one, one thing I want to ask you is, you mentioned um, uh, physical uh, physical health in terms of health health and fitness is being a part of that, and I just wanted to uh, have you you know talk a little bit more about that. What's the importance of health and in fitness in the world, in, in the world which we're talking about as far as chasing squirrels and, and having focus. How does that help us as leaders be more effective? Yeah, yeah. Well, this, this again, there's there's a lot going on here. And so what when when we talk about that um that fitness level, I, I look at that in three ways. There's there's a there's physical, there's mental, and there's spiritual. Yeah, you know, and so so we have to be fit in those areas, and, and I can completely appreciate if somebody doesn't have the physical ability to do something because of an accident or something that you know just then it's going to be obviously difficult to go run the marathon if you physically can't go run the marathon. I appreciate that, but when we can be our best and work towards tending, and I call them the six essentials: the mind, the body, soul nutrition, money, and relationships. Yep. Yep. Specifically speaking with respect to the body, if we just simply look at the physical side of it, when we are physically strong, when we have, and this doesn't mean you have to run marathons. This could literally be going for a walk. Yeah. But taking care of our physical body, I've had, I've had some, I've had some back problems. And I've been a pretty active guy all my life and, and likely due to some of that activity. And there was a time where, where it was really starting to have an effect mentally. And it was, it was starting to lead to me being less than my best self. Mm. And so that's why that physical side of it, so that you can have the energy to, to do all the things that you're literally, your heart and your soul are telling you, you can be doing. And so we have to take care of this body that's that's our vessel to do it. Right in, as far as I know right now, John, if we, you don't have your mouth and you don't have your eyes and you know you, and, and your you know arms to, to press the mouse, it's going to be it, it's not going to be as easy to uh, to fulfill that purpose. But again, caveat being, if somebody doesn't have those yeah. um, you know capabilities, channeling that through the other talents and God you know God given mm-hmm. attributes that they have, um, obviously is relevant for them. One of the things I'm thinking about when you're talking about it is that is everything you're talking about is sort of opposite of what we're being told to do as a society. We're told to, you know, to, to check Twitter, to uh, to get all your alerts on your phone, to keep up with the latest news, to be emotionally involved in our political candidates, to uh, 
to uh, to eat whatever we want and to drink whatever we want and uh, yeah. and uh, just live life to the fullest uh, with no regard. And what you're saying is probably the best way <laughs> to to stay focused and and be on mission is to do the opposite. Is to is to sort of take away those distractions. Is to focus on your your uh, your mental health, your physical health, your uh, your spiritual health. And this is sort of like opposite of what we're being told is what we should be doing. It's it's interesting that just listening to you, I'm seeing sort of the opposite of what what we're faced with in society today. Yeah, uh, um, you know, we're we're up against it, John. We're, we're we are up against it. Uh, there, we'll see bits and pieces of it, uh, but but I I think fundamentally, we're not here just to take up space. You know, we're not here just to, you know, walk around, consume as much as we can, you know, have as much fun as we can for a very finite period of time. And then that's the end of it. Yeah. You know, it I tell you what, it, at least that's my belief. Yeah. If we were, what's the point of anything? You know? Yeah. Why get bent out of shape about anything? You know? So... So clearly, clearly there's something else going on because people are getting bent out of shape and the level of discourse that's not positive and it's, and it's hurtful and, uh, the way, and I can, here's my guilty admission, you know, and I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tip my hat to, to which end of the political spectrum I'm on, but I, there was a time that I watched some Fox news and I, I pulled myself away from it for about a year. Okay. And it's entertainment, right? And yeah. and and here's what happened. It, it was like a soap opera, John. It was literally, it was a year. I'm not kidding. It was a full year. I turn it back on. The subject matter changed. The talking head and what the talking head was saying did not. Yeah. And it was still the same message that was being delivered. I'm thinking, holy smokes. So what do I need this for? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think we can say that you can go you can go to CNN and say that you could go to whatever your favorite uh, you know source of information is, and and uh, so that's why I think we, sometimes we get confused and it's oh yeah yeah I mean just speaking for myself I unplugged from politics uh, before Trump became president just because it was a crazy election cycle and and uh, I just unplugged and I've, I've I've been unplugged ever since so you know I'm working on what six years now or whatever and you. boy it's a great feeling like I don't like people tell me something oh you should you should be upset about this I'm like I, I'm not <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, it, it doesn't affect my mission and so uh I'm not worried about it you know I'll keep I'll, I'll pay attention to things that might you know um some geopolitical things some banking things some financial things that may yeah. affect what I'm trying to do in the world but I'm not going to let myself get angry about something that happened in in Florida or in California and and who's to blame and all that. I don't care about that. It's not, it's not part of my mission. Right. And can you imagine if everybody had that, you know, we need to be informed. Right? Let's, right. Not, let's not, you know, stick our head in the sand and pretend things aren't going on. Can you imagine? It wouldn't matter where someone came from or, it, yes, it's going to be, a, they'll be affected by their experiences, their environment. But if, if, if we take this open mind, and I think one of the reasons why you're able to do this, John, why you're able to disconnect is as you've identified, you're clear on your purpose. You're clear on your mission. Yeah. And it, and it gives you that filter and that lens. In other words, you don't need these other distractions. And this is what great leaders do. They do very well. Great leaders create openings for people to follow. 
right? They say, this is what we, this is what we need. This is where we need to go. Now you're filling that opening with your purpose. So you have something to put in there for a large part of the population that has not yet done this work and is wandering aimless. They're the ones, unfortunately, that are the easiest pickings because smart people out there know, media knows how to create an opening. They know what to fill it with. Yeah. Right. They at least give somebody something to, to get passionate about, even if they're not sure why they're passionate about it. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. I love that. They find the opening. So close that opening with your purpose. And yeah, you don't have room for that. And I love that. Fill it with your purpose. Fill it with your purpose. I yeah. love that. Um, so uh, what final message would you like to leave to our uh, to the people listening into this conversation? Well, you know, John, there's no doubt you've got very successful people listening to this. And uh, they're also likely not, possibly not feeling as fulfilled or satisfied as they could be. And if they're looking around, and their life, and by all sense and measures, they can check the boxes on this is this has been pretty good, but they're still feeling a little bit of a gap. I would just encourage them to just start just doing some of that deeper work on being aware of some of those drivers. Like, is are there still some things that are maybe influencing their decisions? Get clear on on. Where, where are their hearts telling them they should be and, and where should they be applying their, their best selves? And set that intention for the future that will not only benefit them, but will benefit those around them. And I think, well, if we could get all 8 billion of us doing that, John, problems <laughs> solved. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a great, uh, maybe that should be our mission. <laughs> to, be able to, to be able to do that for sure. Why not? Um, this is Ted. This has been fantastic. And, and again, listeners, I highly encourage you to look at this book, Stop Chasing Squirrels, Six Essentials to Find Your Purpose, Focus, and Flow. Uh, I guarantee if you're listening to this podcast, you're chasing the squirrel or two. <laughs> and this book will help you uh, narrow that down and find your purpose and your focus and sort of not, you know, and, and get rid of the frustration of chasing those squirrels because you rarely catch them is what I learned. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, Confucius, uh, chase two rabbits, catch none. That's exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> So Ted, how can people find out more about uh, you, the book and what you do, what services you provide? Uh, tedbradshaw.com is the best place for them to, to go. I'm on my socials. They can LinkedIn is Ted Bradshaw. Instagram, uh, Facebook will be Ted Bradshaw Co. Uh, if someone's interested in uh, going a little bit uh, deeper into this material, uh, at my website, uh, there is an online course. It's a self-paced course. And it's, uh, you know, it's self-paced, so it can take the listener as long as they would like to go through it. But it's designed to be six weeks, two hours a week, and do the work. And I guarantee by the end of those six weeks, you'll be started on your path to purpose. So that's, uh, that's what uh, your listeners, if those that are interested in going a little bit deeper on this, uh, be more than willing to, to help them with that. Ah, fantastic. We'll go ahead and put links in the show notes for those resources and leaders. I do I highly encourage you to check out his website, check out this online course. Uh, it's going to help you get focused. It's going to help you eliminate the, that uh, squirrel chasing, which we all need to do. Even myself now, as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking about the squirrels that I've been chasing <laughs> lately, and I probably need to, 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 to get a little more focus in my mission. So, uh, Ted, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing 
this book and the work that you're doing to help leaders kind of get focused. I really appreciate that. Wow. Thanks, John. Thanks for the work that you're doing. This is tremendous energy. So keep it up. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.